0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, a fresh approach to solving the housing crisis, one room at a time. Would you consider renting out a spare room to help offset recent increases in interest rates? Ludwina Dordovic might have the solution you've been looking for. It's Friday, December 1, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. The cost of housing and the housing crisis is front and centre of the news virtually every day. While baby boomers are generally considered okay when it comes to a roof over their head, it is the younger generations which are finding it tough. Have you ever thought of renting out a spare room? In other words, sharing your home with a stranger. It's not for everyone, but the Room Exchange might be an option to help pay the bills. Founder of the Room Exchange is Ludwina Dordovic and she joins me now. Thanks for speaking with Ipswich today, Ludwina.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Alan.
0: What is the Room Exchange?
1: So the Room Exchange is we've been in operation for six years now. We're Australia's first and only verified house sharing platform. And what that means is is that we've created a community of, of homeowners and renters, who all of them are actually verified through digital ID by Australia Post. So we've incorporated that within our technology. And What that does, it, it creates a safe and secure house-sharing environment. And our platform is essentially focus on homeowners in terms of our supply and as we all know, you know with the 13 interest rate hikes that we've had, the average mortgage, depending on where you are, can be around $500,000. That could be an extra 10 dollars to $14,000 a year having to come up with. And so a lot of homeowners now are actually looking for that additional income to help offset that um, the additional cost. And we're also in the midst of the worst housing and rental crisis that the country's ever seen with massive shortages on rental supply, yet there's over 13 million unused spare bedrooms in 10 million homes across Australia. So, the room exchange, our focus is to get access to 10% of those homes, help more homeowners hang on to their homes, and to help more renters find affordable and accessible housing.
0: It sounds like you had a light bulb moment in creating the room exchange. Is there anything else out there like it?
1: No, there's not. And look, what we're doing is not a completely new idea. It's been around for centuries, you know, essentially it would have been called boarding Mm -hmm. um, years ago. What we've done is utilise technology to create a system where the technology takes care of a lot of the processes for the user which then keeps the cost down so when I mentioned before the verification for example we have mandatory verification so when you sign up and you register the information that you register with has to match the ID that you you use when it comes to verification the reason we've done that is so that everybody on the platform is legitimate they are who they say they are but also people with ill intentions will not complete our process because they don't like having to identify themselves in that way. So when you ask, has anyone else done what we've done, there are people out there that are kind of, you know, doing this flatmate type arrangements. But that's not our focus. Our focus is to give homeowners the confidence that they need to be able to um, open their home and share their home and the space and their lives and the spare room with somebody who starts off as a stranger, but we all know a stranger is just a friend we haven't met yet. So... <laughs> We help to facilitate that process, and so the homeowner feels like they're coming home to a friend, not a stranger.
0: I'm fascinated by the Australia Post uh, approval process you mentioned. How does that work in practical terms?
1: I'll, I'll try not to geek out too much but mm-hmm. technically we utilise what's called an API, which is almost sort of like a plug-in, a plug- their technology plugs into the back end of our system and so when you register, and I'll give you an example, if my name was Catherine Smith and I registered on our platform as Kathy Smith and completed my profile, uploaded my photos, did all those things I'm supposed to do, that only makes my profile 60% complete. To get 100% complete, I then need to do the verification. You click a button, pop-up window opens up and it says, hi, welcome to a your post digital ID in partnership with the room exchange, which ID mm-hmm. would you like to use? Passport, driver's license, whichever it is. Uh,
0: I see that in, that's the bit I was right? missing. So, you, uh, yeah.
1: That, yeah,
0: okay, so yep.
1: you don't have to go anywhere. You pop in the, the number of the details that it asks for, and what it does it does a cross match. So, we don't store that information, it just matches it against the information that you put when you registered on our um, platform. And if you register as Kathy Smith, but your name is Catherine Smith, you won't get verified. Okay now that's just a simplistic example of it. You can go back and edit your details and put in your full name correctly and that's fine. But what that does is a lot of uh, some of the other platforms that are out there people are creating fake profiles and it's putting people at risk. And so this way if you know those who've got nothing to hide hide nothing right? So if if you're an honest person you genuinely want to connect with other honest people in this way then you'll quite happily do the verification. And then so all of our profiles are also legitimate. They're current, they're not fake profiles, and, you know, so you know that you're dealing with someone. And what that does is that when it comes time to connect with somebody, so you search on the platform for someone you'd like to live with or vice versa, when you hit, click the connect with um, the user button, if you're not verified, it will tell you, I'm sorry, your profile's not completed, you have to get verified. Right. And so... It really does mean that anyone who connects with you has gone through exactly the same process that you have. And so it's it's kind of like this is a prerequisite and a requirement. If you don't want to do it, that's okay. We're not for you. If you do want to do it, well, then we welcome you because you're an open and honest person. You've got nothing to hide and you want to connect in an authentic way like everybody else does.
0: Ludwina, I think we've all shared a house or flat at some time in our lives, especially, you know, after leaving school and going out to work it seems to be that popular part of your life cycle. It's not for everyone, though, mainly because I think we love our own space. Who are you appealing to with the room exchange for the people providing the rooms?
1: Yeah, you're right. It's not for everyone. And, you know, it takes a certain amount of... What can you say? You have to be open to negotiating, you have to be open to slightly adjusting your behaviour or, you know, how you are around other people. That's all give and take. And you know what, if we really think about it, that's what any relationship is about. To be honest, we've been house sharing since the moment we were born, Alan. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. not a new and foreign concept to us, unless you literally have to live on your own. And even then, you know, you look at loneliness as one of the biggest health epidemics worldwide. You know, we, we need human and connection, it's just part of our human makeup, we need that I live this model, that's how the company started right. when my oldest son left home, you know I started sharing my room and and I've been living this way for eight years. And a couple of times a year, I actually literally go and be a housemate in someone else's home so I can be constantly reminded of what it's like from that user's perspective as well. And everything that we've done and the way that we do this is based on my own personal experience. And, you know, and so many other people's experience and feedback as well. Now, really, at the end of the day, it's like think about how many people you invite into your home that you don't know. Anytime you have a dinner party and someone brings a guest, yes. anytime you have a party and someone brings a guest, You know, there there are so many times we do that, and if you think about the majority of the people in the world are good people, so if we come with that assumption, then all right, now if we've got everything in place in terms of doing the checks and the security and stuff for you, then we eliminate a lot of that. So then it's just a matter of, well, you know, who's the right person for me to share with. So when you ask, you know, what what kind of households actually open up their rooms, the people who are Um, single people and want to share the house with someone. They're couples who have a very high mortgage and need a little bit of assistance in paying that. They're young families who... Um, you know, either need the additional rent or help around the house. I haven't mentioned yet that we've got a rent offset option as well, and we can talk about that if you like. There are um, empty nester couples who, for whatever reason, can't or won't downsize, but they've got the space in their house and they'd like to share it, like my husband and myself. Or there's elderly people. So between empty nesters and elderly people, they've got the most number of spare bedrooms in their house in any other demographic. So the people do it for a number of different reasons, and there's a real cross-section people who do it. So it's not really the makeup or the demographic of the household. It's really about the intention and the need of the person.
0: Well, Well, let's talk about what you mentioned there briefly. And that is, it's not just about paying the dollars to rent a room, but you can haggle and barter other options.
1: Yeah, so we have. Um, you can either choose the traditional rental model or you can choose what's unique to the room exchange. We call it rent offset. And you can offset part of all of the rent by requesting additional help around the house. So I'm not um, talking about the basic things that a housemate would be required to do, such as taking care of their own bedroom, their bathroom, and pitching in an hour a week on the weekend when you do the big household clean. That's all part of a normal arrangement of being a housemate. This is above that. So instead of um, paying rent or paying all of the rent, you You can negotiate as a homeowner. Um, You can say, well, look, I might have kids, for example, and I need them picked up after school Monday to Friday and looked after for an hour. I might say, well, look, if you can do that, I'll just charge you half the rent. Or you might um, might be an elderly person and their adult children are worried about them living alone in this big house and they're a bit older and can't hang the washing out or maybe need some help cooking a few meals a week. They might say, look, just... Promise me you're there at night time so we know someone's there with our with our mum or our dad, you know, maybe just do some of the heavy lifting stuff for them around the house and so you don't have to pay rent at all. Or it might be, you know, a single professional person might want a more like a concierge type support. Can you please, you know, stock my pantry with um, food and just make sure the fridge is full? You know, obviously that would be paid for or, or pick up my... Um, Laundry or my dry cleaning or get my car washed. It's like whatever Mm. it is that needs to get done. Walk the dog. (laughs) Walk the dog. (laughs) And and so that's another thing. So Christmas holidays is coming up, you know, like it might be – Instead of getting a house sitter, think a little bit more ahead and if you've got a housemate instead, then that housemate ends up getting to know your dog and your garden and your neighbours and the security code on the house and, you know, they're already up to speed on how the house works. How nice would it be to go away on holidays and not have to find a house sitter, get them used to the place and then fingers crossed that everything is okay. You know, there's a number of different ways that you can utilise your asset, your spare bedroom is your asset, Mm. and how can it best be used for your home.
0: Your slogan is solving the housing crisis one room at a time. Where do you fit into the scheme of things you think? Um, I'm imagining it's before people become homeless.
1: Okay, I'm just going to be really clear. We are not... um, a solution to homelessness and so we mm-hmm. so our homeowners they're regular everyday people it's not their job to um to be helping or supporting people in need we're not a social welfare um, agency and we're not set up that way but as you just clearly said it's like you know before people fall into that hole is kind of when we can catch them right so yes. you know if you look at most middle class houses now they're only or households they're only about two paychecks away from losing their home. You know, when you think about the word homelessness and we think about this, you know, the the person sort of, you know, with a bottle of port sleeping in back alley in the, the city, it's like there's a new type of, I call it housing insecurity, you know, that sort of comes way before that. And so what we want to do is to, you know, pr- make sure that less people are falling into housing um, insecurity. And let me tell you, if you're renting, your housing is insecure because... Unfortunately, in this country, we have such archaic rental laws that residential rents, rental leases are usually only one year at a time. That is incredibly insecure, you know. Yeah. And so, And with the rental supply in the state that it's in and rent rentals increasing, you get to the end of your lease, it's like, well, you don't, <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot of anxiety that happens a couple of months before that, fingers crossed it's going to be renewed or, you know, if the house is owned by a mum and dad investor, which 75% of investment properties in this country are, you know, they might be in a financial position at the moment where they can't afford to hang on to it anymore and that is happening a lot as well. So, you know, there's a lot of housing insecurity that's happening. I, Alan, I actually recently heard of a guy who had a six-figure salary who was sleeping in his car in a... in um, Devo car park because he couldn't actually find a rental. You know, there's 50 to 100 people rocking up to apply for a rental property. Yes. You know, it's like if there's a hundred, ninety nine of them are going to get turned away. And how many of them are they going to be turning up to? We just don't have the rental supply in this country to cater for it. So we're just aiming for 10% of those 13 million unused bare bedrooms. Now, let's say we get 10% of them. That's 1.3 million households. Who can feel more confident about hanging on to their home? 1.3 million individuals removed from the rental market, so that there's more rental properties available for couples and families, and 1.3 million people who can get access to affordable and accessible housing. You know, we don't have to build it. And look, you know, yes, the government's promised all of this money to build 1.2 million houses in the next five years, but really, who believes that that's going to happen? You know, and what are we going to do in the meantime, even if, if it were to happen? The problem is now we need to find a solution for it now. And it's no longer just about renters finding affordable housing. It's also about helping homeowners hang on to their homes.
0: And finally, what have you seen in the trends with just your website since, uh, say, uh, the first lot of uh, interest rate uh, rises until now? What sort of increase in interest have you seen?
1: Yes, yeah, good question. So, our ratio of users used to be 25% homeowners, 75% renters. Now it sits at around 50 50. Interesting. Really interesting.
0: We'll leave it there, Ludwina Dordovic. Thank you so much for speaking with Ipswich today.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate your time.
0: And you'll find the website for Room Exchange in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswitchtoday.com.au Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening.